Hello, this is Collective Noun Radio. For a high quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun on Hit 105. Yes, it is late at night, Zach, which means uh, I imagine everyone listening at the moment is driving around secretly terrified of the clowns. That's what I've heard, Dom. Apparently there's clowns around. I haven't seen any myself. No, nor have I. I'm yet to see... Well, I've seen a clown before. I just haven't seen a clown where you don't expect to see a clown. Have you seen a scary clown? All clowns are scary. You That's know my, true. my opinion on clowns. But I'm saying, and how about when they make animals out of balloons? <laughs> Whoa, how are they doing that? I'm just saying I haven't seen a clown out of where you'd expect to see a clown just okay, yet. so you've seen children's parties. Yep. That's pretty much it, isn't uh, it? Un- <laughs> unemployment lines. <laughs> on the circus. Yeah. Right. These sorts of areas. I've seen clowns there, but I'm yet to see one in the bushes. Uh, later tonight, <laughs> though, what we want is we want to form a bit of a clown crew, a bit of a vigilante group, just to keep an eye on Brisbane and make sure we're all safe. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom on Hit 105. Zach, over the weekend, I found true love on Tinder. Finally, Dom. We've been following your singledom for a while now. Yes. And I'm so glad to hear that it's a fairy tale ending. You found true love. Well, I've got to say, as a single man, I have tried the options. You know, I've gone out to meet people. I've met friends of friends. And Tinder is occasionally an option I've tried as well, which is when I was scrolling around or swiping around, I guess, as it's called on Tinder. And I came across this one person, Christy. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, I just want to ask you, before I read out what Christy's bio was. Yes. A woman who you think would be well-matched to me. You know me pretty well. What do you think they'd have in their bio? Okay, so I guess they would say stuff like uh, they would like drinking tea, yep. I think. Okay, that's fair. I'm a they'd big tea fan. like quiet nights in. <laughs> Is that... Yeah, I think that's an accurate thing that I'd like as well. Uh, they like the show Selling Houses Australia. <laughs> I do love Selling Houses Australia and the whole Lifestyle Channel's offerings, <laughs> to be fair. Well, let me read you Christy's uh, bio, mm. word for word. And let me t- just tell me if you think this is a good match for me. 22, first up. Right um, age. Right age. Good age. Part-time communications student, full-time Michael Bublé fan. Oh, Dom. <laughs> you love the boobs. I love the boobs. What can I say? Christmas should be all year long. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Am I right? Have we not just found someone? And I'm not done. I'm Dom not done. is obsessed with Christmas and Christmas music. And that's where Michael Bublé comes from. That's true. She uh, goes on to say, not here for hookups. I'm after a man I can really talk to. Yeah. You love a DNM. I love a DNM, right? And then this just tops it all off. Her picture on Tinder was her drinking a glass of plain milk. Whoa. Now, have we not just, it's almost like they've designed this perfect woman who matches me in every way. Of course, Dom, regular listeners would know that I call you Dom. Mm. The rest of the world calls you the Iron Udder. <laughs> <laughs> which is the world's greatest milk lover. I love milk. So right? tell me what happened with you and Christy. Well, so at this stage, as you can imagine, I'm planning the wedding mentally in my head. Of course. You <laughs> see that, you literally, wedding bells go off. Exactly. And you go, where did that come from? <laughs> so Michael Bublé will be the first dance. Yeah. We'll have an open bar of milk options. It will be at Christmas, obviously. <laughs> exactly. So I swipe right. And this is where things get exciting. Tinder tells me we've matched. So Excellent. Christy has swiped right to me as well. Now, does this not just sound like the start of every great love story? Well, it's all lining up so far. Mm. I mean, you have the same interests. uh, You're connecting online. Yep. And we both signal an interest in each other. Within a minute, she messages me. Excellent. And I'm thinking, holy crap. Do you know what I'm thinking? What? Usually with spam accounts, they target really broad things. (laughs) Things that people, you know, it'll be a busty lady in a swimsuit. (laughs) Has someone just done really detailed research on you? You're a bit ahead of me. No. I get a message saying, for more followers on Instagram, head to this site with a link. It's a spam account. Tailored exactly for you, because I don't think anyone else would have clicked on that. (laughs) I don't think so either, but I've just met my true love, and she's a spam account. (gasps) 
Well, when's the wedding? (laughs) (laughs) This is Collective Noun on Brisbane's Hit 105. Now, Zach, one of the scariest stories getting around at the moment involves these creepy clowns that have made their way to Australia now. Uh, a bit of a social media craze. And I've got to say, I think whether you are a kid or a pensioner, you're pretty terrified. It's It's gone across age groups. Uh, clowns are scary to begin with, but these mm. ones are particularly scary because it's not just your normal clown. They're like scary clown outfits, right? Yeah, I think so. And, and the <laughs> thing is, they're coming out late at night, which makes our radio show the perfectly uh, positioned, I guess control centre, the best headquarters to coordinate a mission to take this thing down. Well, obviously, we don't advocate for vigilantes. Of course not. We're against that. However, what this is is like a neighbourhood watch. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. We want to do a reporting system. Yeah. We want to start a clown crew, basically, just to put the minds of everyone in Brisbane at ease. Because, Zach, we've got reports here that clowns have been spotted on the Gold Coast. There was a story recently in Redland Bay. The Deputy Premier of Queensland's had to come out and comment on clowns, which I don't think she was expecting to do this week. No, that's one of the ones that when you're in the press conference, <laughs> you ever think about, you know, that um, that Twitter trend where they it goes... Uh, you know, the record screeches and they <laughs> looks the camera and they go, you might be wondering how I ended up like this. Exactly, yeah. That's what's happened with, with the politicians who are having to comment on clowns. So we think we need to put this thing to bed, but we can't do it without your help. 131060, if you're driving home around Brisbane at the moment, what we want to do, Zach, is kind of start a crew, a clown crew, who we can get to keep an eye out for clowns. We need representatives, a.k.a. agents, mm. uh, things that I think they need to do, Dom. Uh, they need to keep a lookout. Yes, uh, they need to report clown sightings. Yep. Here's a confusing one. McDonald's. <laughs> Are we letting that slide? Because obviously there's quite mm, a famous clown there. There is. Um, unless someone has stolen a Ronald McDonald statue and put it in a forest, I think we're probably okay. Okay. Look, we should be clear. You're not going to have to chase clowns. You're not going to have to drive around looking for clowns. We just want you to work this into your nightly schedule. Eyes on the ground. Looks like I think it's fair to say we're starting a little bit of a task force here to crack down on these clowns. That sounded like it was from an action movie. (laughs) (laughs) You probably heard the story about the creepy clowns that are popping up in weird places that you don't expect them. And I just don't think that we can let this happen in Brisbane. What we're doing is we're putting together a clown-themed neighbourhood watch. That's it. Uh, A clown crew Mm. where we need some agents to be our eyes on the ground. That's it. Just for tonight. Just to look around and report any clown sightings. We're just in here in Mission Control. We now have people on the street. 131060, if you are anywhere around Brisbane at the moment, you can be our eyes and ears on the street. And what we want to do right now, Dom, is, you know, in movies when they go through the crew, Mm. you know, it's like the bomb specialist. Exactly. The fast guy. (laughs) Yes. You know, whatever the others are. I don't know. Maybe the guy who, the technological guy. It's always in in slow motion. Yep. And they're usually getting off motorbikes. Yeah, that's That's what we're doing at the moment. We're going through our crew. And our first member of the crew, welcome, is Agent Sharon. Uh, Sharon, what area can you cover for us tonight? I can cover the Ipswich area. The Ipswich area. Okay. Has been much clown activity in Ipswich, Sharon? There's lots of clowns, but no. (laughs) None of the the ones we're chasing. (laughs) Excellent, Sharon. Now, are you scared of clowns yourself? I'm not. Great. Good. That's this what, we, is what need. we need. <laughs> we need people who are ready, who, if they do face a clown, Zach, won't be scared. Agent Misha, where can you cover? Yes. Where, where can you... you cover? I can cover Wynnum. 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 That's okay. the east. That's, That's good. So we got the east, we got the west. And we got a bayside area covered as well, because this is the thing, Zach. We as humans enjoy the Bay Area. The clowns might as well. So it's good to have an agent stationed out there. Misha, do you have any clown spotting experience? Um, well, my friend and I actually did go clown spotting last night. So. Oh, she does. Did you find one, Misha? We actually did. Whoa. Oh, wow. Okay, so you've spotted a clown before. This is interesting, Zach. Uh, wh- how was that moment for you, Misha? Um, it's a, it was a little bit terrifying. 
thing. Because mm. at that point in time, we weren't actually planning on spotting a clown. We'd kind of given up. Where, where was it, can I ask? Um, it was down in Shayla Park. Okay, so that that's not a current clown sighting. We should confirm it's a past clown sighting, but be ready for that. Dom, I'm just receiving word. We have Agent Reese on the line who has already spotted a clown. Seriously? Reese. Gosh. Agent Reese, come in. Hello, Reese. Are you there? How are you going, mate? Well, we're good, Reese. You might just want to turn your radio down in the background. I there. know this, this is, is exciting. It, All the yeah. agents are forming uh, for the first time. That's true. And Reese, we want to know your specialty. So, you, have you spotted a clown tonight? Yes, I have. I've just been fishing down at um, South Brisbane at South Bank. Yes. And I was walking down with my fishing rods to go little fish for threads and salmon, and. I ran into a, cr- a clown that came out of the bush, out of the parkland. Oh, okay, Zach. Well, this clown can, uh, patrol hasn't gone well so far. No, it's gone excellently. What I... we're meant to do is find the clowns yes, and but... tell everyone about where they are so we can avoid it. Avoid <laughs> Southbank. <laughs> the reason I wanted to do this was to put people's minds at ease. Two of the people who've called up are telling us there's clowns out there. Here's my suspicion, Don. Oh. Where were you before the show tonight? <laughs> and what's that wig in the corner? <laughs> For the uni students pulling an all-nighter, this is Collective Noun on Hit 105. Dom, I'm not sure if you caught the telly movie Brock last night. Uh, I saw the ads, Peter Brock's life story. It was Peter Brock's life story. Mm. I tuned in for a little while. I was under the impression it was going to be about Ash's best friend from Pokemon. (laughs) Not the case. No, no, but the Misty telly movie is coming, I believe. Oh, I cannot wait. They're doing so many biopics at the moment. It seems every weekend another person has their life told in narrative form. I'll go through some of the ones we've done in Australia in the last year or two, Dom. We Mm. had Peter Brock last night. I think earlier this year, Molly Meldrum. Yes, that's right. We had the In Excess one, Kerry Packer. Coming up. Paul Hogan and Shane Warne. We're just going through pretty much everyone. The moment you're reaching Shane Warne, you're really hitting the bottom of the barrel, aren't you? I disagree. I think we should have started there. (laughs) You You can't go any more (laughs) iconic, can you? Well, Shane Warne, this is the funniest thing about that one. They're not even focusing on his cricket career. It's about his love life. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's what he's known for. But anyway, I guess... Uh, I disagree. Okay. (laughs) Fair fair point. I think this is what you need to do one of these biopics, right? You need to be an Aussie legend. Check. Uh, You need to be well-loved. Check. Uh, you need to be a little bit controversial, I think. Oh, you certainly need to have, have stirred debate over time. You need to be an iconic figure. And that's why I think there's been a massive snub with these telly movies. I think there's an Australian icon that is so qualified for this movie. So a household name. A household name. It's just devastating they haven't done it. Okay. Uh, so what I've done is I've put together a promo for this movie, right? Mm. And the beautiful thing about it is they're so well equipped to do this movie you can actually use the promo for Peter Brock's movie. Okay. You can use all the voiceover bits and just insert the person when they need to be inserted. He was one of the greatest heroes Australia has ever known. It's the Sunrise crew and the cash cow. A maverick, a larrikin. Oh, the cash cow's found a girlfriend. Over two big nights, 10 brings you the story of the man behind the legend. A lot of people want to know about the real cash cow. The drama event of the year. Coming soon to 10. For the shift workers going through the night, this is Collective Noun on Hit 105. Zach, you know how there's often a... It's often said that maybe the news is a bit boring. It's a bit bland, a bit dull. Yeah, when you're a younger person, you tend not to tune in. It's an older person thing. Especially when they start reporting on the interest rates rising by like a quarter of a percent or whatever Uh, it is. You You know what the issue is? What's that? The news organizations are far too concerned with the news being true. 
Yeah, I mean, they spend a lot of time proving that it's true. Exactly. They go like, yeah, witness said this. Duh, 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 duh. Can I say the most interesting stories I've heard? Things like Harry Potter. That's true. That's not true. If you just dropped the fact of it having to be true, the news would be so much more interesting. You, we're really onto something here. And you know, uh, journalism degrees, I reckon we could cut the time down. <laughs> They shouldn't take three years. I no. reckon if we don't worry about them being true, yes. one year max. I reckon that that is actually a great philosophy. And it's actually what underpins this news report you bring you every night, which we can guarantee 100% interesting. The truth, you can decide for yourself. This is Collective Nouns Out of Context News. Making Out of Context News tonight, Bruno Mars explained why he likes going to the toilet at work. I'll tell you why. Because it's calm, it's relaxed, it's paradise. And it's magical. Also, Taylor Swift likes dressing up as a clown and hiding in bushes. That's the most fun that I ever, ever have. I have never been more motivated by anything than I am by the sound of screaming people. And Donald Trump explained why his X Factor audition didn't go well. They gave me a bum mic and I've got to scream into the mic and I've got friends in the audience and they keep going like this. What's going on? They gave me a bum mic. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom on Hit 105. Zach, we want to know on 131060 what's the worst thing you've ever smelt? Because the Today Show, obviously Carl Stefanovic and Lisa Wilkinson, uh, look, I don't want to say that they threw a southeast Queensland city under the bus. But they certainly didn't do it any uh, favours. It really stinks. Mm. It's about Ipswich in Queensland, which is totally on the nose with its residents. They say a foul stench has been wafting through the city for years, and it's been time, well, it's about time authorities took action. It's not a good look, is no. it? Well, not a good smell. No. <laughs> it's, it's not what you want for your town. And to be honest, Ipswich doesn't need this. No. <laughs> Like, you know what? There's some suburbs that could cop this. Ascot could yes. cop this. Yes, there's some suburbs that could, that need to come down a few pegs. Oh, Balimba, Cooper. But these suburbs kick could cop city it. when they're down. No, that's <laughs> it. If there's one place that didn't need the story of a bad stench, it is Ipswich. Should, so what's the deal? What's the story here? Why does Ipswich stink? So apparently for the past two decades, people aren't entirely sure what it is. They think it's some <laughs> oh, sort of a no. mix between waste disposal conditions. Oh, no. This isn't a good sentence in general, but it's been around for 20 years, Zach. Well, firstly, let's think solutions. Yeah. Okay. What can they do? This well, is this is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Do you know when you see farming videos and they spray the insecticide with the plane? <laughs> <laughs> so the plane goes over and they shoot insecticide out. We yeah. need to do that with Glen 20. <laughs> so the plane goes over. You fill it up with Glen 20. Yep. They just do that every morning and every night yeah. and you're fine. That's how I get rid of every smell at my place. So yeah. I'm sure that will do the job for, for the city of Ipswich. Um, is there enough Glen 20 in the world? That's the question. I don't know. They have to step up. Um, but this is the funniest part of it. So the mayor of Ipswich, he got re-elected this year on a pledge that he would fix the smell issue. Well, right? there he goes. And, and he's starting in later in October. He's going to have a smell summit. Which is just amazing. Do you reckon when he got into politics, he thought this would be his political career? I have a friend who's actually like an environmental engineer mm. and she goes out to places and smells whether like farms are bad. Okay. It's legitimate. They have to smell like they're like, no, nah, it's a bit off. Well, we, we should send someone like that out there <laughs> to see if they can smell what the problem is. I'm wondering if we go the other way, if we make it a selling point of Ipswich. Yes, They don't good have a idea. lot at the moment. You could have t-shirts. I went to Ipswich and smelt the Ipswich smell. <laughs> I survived. <laughs> exactly. I, I didn't throw up. <laughs> uh, 131060 though, what's the worst thing you've ever smelt? Now, I have a story of, from a long haul flight. I think many stories about bad smells revolve around long haul flights, just to begin with. Um, because, you know, people sitting in that confined space for that amount of time. Where does the air go? Where does the air go? Circulated all flight. Not great. A friend of mine who was sitting next to me. So this is a 14 hour flight. I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> it was over to, to Greece, um, from Singapore. 
Now, he had bad stomach issues at the time, and he was releasing gas all throughout the flight, but didn't get up once. So it was almost <laughs> like it was building up underneath him as he sat there, right? So you can, you can imagine yep. what's happening here. It's all building up, and it's cocooned in. It's buried in without any way to get out. For 14 hours, when the plane lands, he stands up. <laughs> Now, me and the elderly woman standing next to him, I think she nearly fainted. Right. It was, it was, there aren't words. Zach, it How was. How did you react? Um, well, you know, instantly, I, initially I tried to do the polite face of, I don't smell anything here. Mm. But then there was a bit of gagging and there was a bit of, you know, trying to push past people to get off the plate. Imagine if like you knew there was a big issue with the plate and you're trying to race off it because of safety reasons. It was just like that kind of a reaction. Question. How yes. long ago was this? And was the plane above Ipswich? <laughs> Because I might have found the source of the problem. Uh, look, 131060, the worst thing you've ever smelt. Uh, Kate, what's the worst thing you've ever smelt? Yeah, um, the worst thing I've ever smelt was something I did to myself. Um, I had a locker at school and I left uh, my lunchbox in there over like an entire Christmas break. Oh, no. And I got back to it and it's possibly the worst, <laughs> most future thing All I've right, ever smelt. Kate, in my let's life. go through what were the things inside the lunchbox? Um, there was like a Oh, you couldn't really see it because it was so mouldy, but I'm pretty sure it was like a sandwich and an apple and everything like that. I'm not, oh my God, it was bad. So Kate, what was your, what was your method of who cleaned it out? Did you have to clean it out? Did you Glen 20 it? What did you do? Um, I actually ended up changing lockers because it was that putrid. And I think all the people around me decided to change lockers as well. Now, fun fact, Dom, that's actually how they make Chico Ross. Josh, wrap this up for us. Worst thing you've ever smelt. Uh, growing up as kids, we had a little Maltese dog, um, and one night in particular, uh, she she let one go, and she cleared the whole house. Oh. Not just to the next room, she cleared the whole house. Mum was outside in the backyard uh, bringing up dinner, and we were all had to outside. Oh. We were outside for about twenty minutes before we could head back inside. Oh, see, this happens sometimes, Zach. Dogs are underrated farters. I've always said this, Dom. Yeah, it's the cruelest thing of nature. They have the best smell, <laughs> but they do the worst farts. <laughs> this is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom on Hit One Hundred Five. Dom, I tend to think that you can learn a lot about someone from their internet search history, and that's why we do this. Dom's Google History. Whoa, okay. I <laughs> can only imagine. The way this works is we go through your week of Google history, Dom. Yes. And you explain some of the more bizarre searches to the people of Brisbane. Well, the interesting thing about this, Zach, is it turns out you don't actually remember what you Google. It's like a subconscious when you don't know something, you Google it. Like a few weeks ago, I Googled, can you overdose on dairy? Mm. And it turns out the answer is no, not really. And what I think is an educational thing, because... Mm. We learn a lot about you, Dom, and the things that you want to know. Right, okay, so uh, should we get into the, the first search this The week? first one I'd like you to explain, mm. it was Googled at 6pm tonight. 6pm tonight? Ideal nap length. <laughs> yes, okay. Well, this one is, I, I had a bit of time for a nap, I was a bit tired, I wanted to know what the best uh, amount of nap I should fit in was. Why don't you just go to sleep? <laughs> Well, because I know there's this weird thing with sleep cycles that if you sleep for a certain amount of time, you'll feel more Did you tired. find anything out? Yeah, 10 to 20 minutes if you're going to have a short nap. Best to keep it in that time slot. And, and how uh, did you go? Uh, I napped for 30, so, <laughs> so not well. Or three good naps. <laughs> okay, 12.48 a.m. on Friday morning. Ooh, okay. How to pronounce chipolata? <laughs> right, okay. And that um, was followed by, what is chipolata? <laughs> Um, 
yeah, okay. So I was at a wait, twelve forty eight AM was it? Yeah. I must have been out late at a cafe. Uh, or at a place to just like food. I vaguely remember seeing that on the menu and wanting to order it as a side, and I just didn't know what to, how the to pronounce sausages. it. Little sausages. Yeah, I know that now. Um, but did you I, get them? You did. Delicious. <laughs> Pretty good. Still can't pronounce the name, but that's okay. Uh, the one I went to did it with a weird Spanish accent, and I didn't think that would be helpful for anyone. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, two fifteen p.m. Okay. Today, can you make toast with an iron? <laughs> Oh, dear. You watched MacGyver, did you? Uh, well, the toaster wasn't working, and I really wanted toast, and I wondered if you put, like, baking paper over a piece of bread and put the iron on the baking paper, surely that would do the same effect. Did you actually try this? Um, I was so close to trying it when I realised the, re- the issue was actually that the toaster was unplugged. And so, right. <laughs> so I, I, I plugged the toaster in, and I didn't need the iron after all. I'm not sure if it would have worked, but, I mean, man, your toast would have looked good. <laughs> So presentable. <laughs> this is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom on Hit 105. Guys, if you've listened to the show before, you'd know that each week we ask, beg, nay, plead for five-star reviews on the iTunes podcast store, a.k.a. the Collective Noun Forum, a.k.a. the happiest place on the internet. That's right, Zach, and it's very easy to get onto the Collective Noun Forum. All you have to do is search for Collective Noun on iTunes, pay your admission price, which is a five-star rating on the iTunes podcast store, then write whatever you want in the review, and we'll read it out on the show. Now, Zach, this week we're starting with Morgana95. Um, she says uh, that there's nothing wrong with loving Christmas. They're so excited in the lead up to Christmas, they're ready to set the tree up now. And uh, thank you also to me for making them feel okay to be in their 20s and enjoying Disney movies. Uh, they thought they were the only one. Now, this plays into two things about me, Zach. Firstly, my love of Christmas, which we've touched on over the past few weeks without going too far into. But I do get a bit obsessive when it comes to Christmas. And also, I think touching back to when I lined up for Finding Dory tickets uh, a few months ago now. That's right. You needed to find another adult to go with you. Yep. Um, how did you go with that? You found your brother. That's right. My brother came along with me. Uh, but look, Morgana, I'm happy that to know there's other people out there in their 20s who do love Christmas, who do enjoy Disney movies. Um, because you know what, Zach? It makes me sleep a little easier at night to know I'm not alone. What they've noted on there is whether they should put their Christmas tree up this early in the year. Yeah. They want to do it. I guess they've indicated they're holding back. Mm. Dom, you're the expert on this. When do you put your Christmas tree up? Oh, look, uh, I'll accept November 30, um, but I won't accept any earlier than that. Really? That surprises me because I thought you'd really want to get into it. You do want to get into it, Zach, but also you've got to contain yourself, right? Because if you you go, and this has happened to me a few years ago. Too hard, too early. Too hard, too early. By the time it reaches Christmas Day, as horrible as it sounds, you're pretty done with Christmas. Right. You need to really pace yourself. It's like a big night out, which I assume is what happens on a big night out. (laughs) I'm yet to have a big night out. but they say pace yourself, right? Same right. with Christmas. So you, if it's all year round, it takes the glossiness off it. Is exactly. that what you're saying? That's it. It's got to be saved, which is why I will allow myself uh, three Christmas carols a week in October. Really? No more than that. Yeah. Are you serious? You yeah. actually have rules. I do. So uh, I've listened to one so far this week, and I'm going to save the other and, two. And, does, and when them. does it bump up? Uh, so it's November. That steps up to 10 a week. Um, oh, wow, a big jump. <laughs> it is a big jump. And, and then, then what's Christmas? December is unlimited rain, right? You, you'd, have more, you'd listen to more than 10 a week. Oh, Zach, during December, I don't listen to anything but Christmas carols. In my car, at home, there are Christmas carols playing. I am like a department store. <laughs> I would hear more Christmas carols than their employees would. <laughs> Wow. You know I love Christmas. Why is this coming as a surprise to you? I that you'd listen to that many. Do you um, have, uh, you had to get a new iPod to fit them all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you laugh about that, right? But my Christmas playlist would be my biggest playlist on my iPhone and probably would be about a quarter of my music. I didn't even know Michael Bublé had that many songs. <laughs> 
Uh, we're going to move to Juliana Na Na. Now, uh, she said that she's sad to hear the power users, which we've mentioned over the past few weeks, like, are a done thing. They used to be the higher echelon of the Collective Noun Forum, but you can't become a power user anymore. Unfortunately, not our decision. That's no. just the way things have fallen. But there's still three ways you can become a power user. That's right. You can marry a power user, save a power user's life, or you can be given the power user status by a power user. It's hard to remember, isn't it, Dom? It is. I know you glitched there. What I want you to do Mm. is go home every night and read (laughs) that rule book. I should read it more carefully. So that you never, Mm. ever falter again. Exactly, right? Um, But Juliana is, I believe, one of our power users. So she's one of the the few who exist. See, I would have thought that she'd be happy about it because now it's an exclusive club. Mm. But what she wants to know, though, Zach, is if it is like the royal family, which we have said it is before, that now becoming a power user, you marry into it like the royal family. She wants to know if that means that her children, like the royals, will become a power user automatically as well. Yes. An heir to the throne. I think so. I think children become a power user. I think it's genetic. Mm, no, it has to be left in a will. Oh, does it? Okay. Mm. So so you only get one position. Well, actually, no, because we said you could marry one. Mm. Uh, it's tricky. Two positions. My thinking is I will allow direct children, but grandchildren, nephews, any of them, no. If you're in the immediate family, you can become a power user, mm. but unfortunately, their power user status lives and dies with those children. And we're talking about this very loosely, but mm. it sounds like we're making it up on the spot. <laughs> We're actually reading from the rule book in front of us. Actually, can you just pass that over here? Oh, it's just, too big. Uh, Are you sure you'll be able to reach it? Oh, hang on. Oh, oh, oh geez. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Dust everywhere. Oh, no, that's that's gone all Ancient. over the place. Um, let me just flick through to page 1,422. Yes. No, I'm right. Yes. It does say that only the immediate descendants become power users and that that is the end of the power user reign in that family. Juliana has also said to Yuzak that Christmas movies are cool, don't hate, and to me that she completely agrees Tim Allen's Santa Claus is the bomb and tugs at the heartstrings. Hey, I didn't say Christmas movies in general are bad. You have said that I before, said, though. Have I? I think so. Well, okay. do you think These are bad? the acceptable ones. Okay. Home Alone. Yep. One of the greatest movies ever made about being Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it pretty much explains it in the title. Right, yep. Die Hard. Oh, see, no, I'm going to get mad at you here. Die Hard, not a Christmas movie. Yeah, it takes place at Christmas. No, that's not what a Christmas movie is. A Christmas movie, the central plot has to revolve around a Christmas okay. mystery of well, some sort. I'll give sort. you this one. Yep. Elf. Yeah, Elf is definitely right up there. Tim Allen's Santa Claus number one. Uh, Elf number two, Miracle on 34th Street number three. Okay, you know what we're going to do? What? I'm going to have to watch it. Oh, of course you are. <laughs> of course you are. Because I'll the... have to give a review of it. When was the last time you saw it? I don't know if I've ever seen it. What is it? Santa oh. Claus 2? No, the first Santa Claus. Tim Allen. Yeah, I have seen that one. I can actually... Because clause is spelt like as in a, like a legal clause. <laughs> yeah. That's you know, a great joke. Uh, see, now when we're talking about this movie, I'm getting so excited. I've got the soundtrack on my phone in uh, my Christmas playlist. I'm going to watch it and yes. dissect it and I'll give you my opinion. <laughs> You're going to love it. You're going to absolutely love I'm it. Gonna, I have to wait till closer to Christmas, though, I think. <laughs> and uh, lastly, in the forum for today, Zach, uh, we've heard from Lockie, who wants to know what our dream location would be to live. He says he knows exactly where his would be, New York, the Dominican Republic, or Amsterdam. What about us? Now, those are three very different places, Lockie. Ideal place to live, Tom. Ideal place to live. Um, it's a tricky one. The North Pole, obviously, is right up there for me. <laughs> um, what about you, though? What do you reckon? Under the sea. Under the sea? <laughs> yep. <laughs> really? It wouldn't be bad. Well, I mean, apart from the lack of air. No, I mean, no, no. Like you'd build, I've seen that people, I've actually oh, legitimately seen this. Like a dome. Yeah. And you swim up underneath it and yep. you can swim into it. Okay. And it could be on a coral reef. Here's the benefits. Mm. Pretty controlled weather. Yep. So you're pretty protected down there. That's true. Uh, good view. Yes, that's very true. The commute would be good to work. No traffic. Yeah. Besides fish. Okay. 
Oh, I mean, all good points. Obviously, the downside uh, community around you is not great. Well, fish are friendly. <laughs> fish are friends. That's true. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you're right. You have made some fair points. It does make it tough to duck out for milk at 11 o'clock at night if you've forgotten something. But, you know, these are the, I guess, the things you got to live with if you choose to live under the sea. <laughs> Do you have the song Under the Sea playing 24-7 when you're in your dome? It'd be on high rotation. <laughs> I don't know about 24-7. <laughs> My answer's a little less boring than that. Um, but I've always w- dreamt of living on like a a farm I- on a cliff face in the in Scotland. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what do you mean you've always dreamt? I've always how thought- <laughs> much brain power is dedicated to this? <laughs> I've just always thought, wouldn't it be amazing? You know, they often have in those those movies when someone ends up on like a cliff face on a farm in Scotland. There's a helicopter shot around them of the seas around them and the wild oceans, and they kind of live in this. Small but what's community. amazing about that? That sounds like that. It's like quite high winds. Uh, I'm just picturing myself, oh, the winds. If it doesn't have high winds, I'm not interested. But those are a problem. It's like saying I want to live in a storm. (laughs) I love storms. You know that about me. I'm just saying I would love to live on like a a Scottish island, right? You know, up in the the north of Scotland on an island looking out over the ocean. I understand, and I know this is rich coming from me, saying that I want to live under the sea. (laughs) It's... I understand your sounds great, but I think practically. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> practically, there's an issue. Yo, well, I've seen mine done. <laughs> <laughs> People live on in windy locations. Yeah, but no one moves there because it's a great place to live. Yeah, well, they maybe. They move out of there. That's probably what those councils need, people who want to live there. But the bigger problem is that those people are farmers. Yeah, that's You don't think I could be a farmer? Mm. <laughs> You're the furthest from a farmer I've ever met. <laughs> What do you mean? Um, yeah, I don't think you've ever been to a farm, and I don't think you could do one farm activity. I have been to a farm before. Did you do a farm activity? Um, have you milked a cow? I have milked a cow. Right. Well, that's unfair because you love milk. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, you know how there's uh, those those old films where kids will steal apples from their neighbor's apple tree yeah. so they can have apples. I've had many a farmer chase me out of their farm, <laughs> catching me milking their yeah, cows. Usually in those movies, it's like uh, there's like <laughs> when when the stranger comes in, it's like, "Don't you touch my daughter?" <laughs> You're like. Like, don't you touch Betsy <laughs> in the middle of the night? Just, <laughs> and you're running out with a milk mustache. <laughs> uh, see, that's the thing. Like, I don't even need the bucket. I just go straight into the mouth. <laughs> Have you done that before? Have you done that before? No, I've been told it wasn't safe. I did ask because it was a school camp I did in year ten. We went out to like a, pl- a farm for a month, and part of that was milking the cows. And I did ask if you could get under and just. You know, <laughs> Straight from the teat. Um, but no, apparently not safe. Not, it Did you drink to... the milk straight from the tea though, out of the bucket? Uh, no, no, no. You've never had fresh milk. Have you? Yeah. Oh, is it good? Uh, I was very young. It's very warm. Right, okay. See, that's the issue as well. I need cold milk. That's <laughs> yeah. a big thing about it. It's <laughs> pretty gross, to be honest yeah. with you. And I don't want to ruin my, nice. my experience of milk like that. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to stay the uh, the homogenized and pasteurized milk for the most part. It's not the real stuff. It's if not. you really love milk, well, you'd go authentic. I would go authentic. And maybe that's something we can do on the show is get me to milk a cow. You say you like milk, but you don't well, own any cows. So <laughs> how can I believe the claim? Uh, look, you know, you made a fair point, but my issue is I love milk so much, Zach, that if I bought cows, would I turn my hobby into work? Sure. <laughs> I, do, <laughs> I don't want to risk that. You'd need a bigger car. I <laughs> did come hear. everywhere with you. <laughs> that uh, the Mulaney Dairies, which is a, a local, uh, I guess, uh, boutique dairy in just north of Brisbane, they do tours, apparently, of the Mulaney Dairies factory. So maybe that's something I should add to my list of, of summer activities. Sure. Do a tour of the Mulaney Dairies. That would be great. I think you should do that. Um, I will drink them out of business. <laughs> <laughs> that would just be like, oh no, he's here. 
<laughs> the cows. <laughs> just like, the, the, the prophecy's coming true. <laughs> the man who can drink all the milk. The cows' legs tremble as I walk up the hill and they see me. Uh, all right, well, the, look. The, the farmer's like, look, usually people don't bring their own glass, but I understand <laughs> this is a special circumstance. Uh, look, if you do want to be a part of the Collective Noun Forum, maybe you've got some some cow milking stories yourself that you can share. Sure. Uh, it's uh, there's a very specific <laughs> request. Uh, all you have to do is search for Collective Noun on iTunes, leave your five-star rating, or whatever you want in the review, and we'll read it out on the show. Uh, before we get out of here, just uh, thought we should have a bit of a closing comment. We've been talking about the clowns, the creepy clowns around Brisbane tonight. And obviously, we're now going to head off separately to our homes. I'm just wondering if you're employing any safety tactics, just in case you do come across a clown on your drive home. Uh, I'm in quite a large car, and they don't like those. <laughs> They exclusively travel in very small cars. That's true. And so I don't think they'll come near me. So you think anyone out there who's got like a maybe a Hyundai i30, a smaller yeah. car. If you're in a smart car, you're in big trouble. <laughs> uh, if you want to hear the whole show, search for Collective Noun on iTunes. You can find it there. Until tomorrow night, that's us out. See, See you guys. guys. That's all from Collective Noun. Grab podcasts and videos online at facebook.com slash collective noun comedy. Brisbane's Hit 105.